Have you ever got an unexpected message or a social media notification for a long-forgotten name from your past? One day, Stephen got a Facebook notification from somebody he'd lost contact with 27 years before. In Stephen Lambert's kitchen, there's a bourbon dispenser mounted on the wall, right next to a corkboard covered in rock concert tickets. An overflowing ashtray on the table and two gigantic speakers that blast music so loud the whole house shakes. One of the first things I learned about Stephen is that he loves to party. Always have. That's why I party so much these days, because you never know when your last one's going to be. Stephen is 46. He lives in the Barossa Valley in South Australia. I met him about a year ago when I interviewed him for this video project in his home. And when the interview was done, we had a drink and started chatting about life and how he was going. I've been 80% happy. Yeah, the only hole in my life is I never had anyone to love. Actually, Stephen had many lovers, including a wife. The thing was, that all felt so long ago, like a past life. He said he's accepted he's spending his life alone, and he isn't sitting around feeling sorry for himself. He's partying with friends, going to concerts, and enjoying his life. Nearly a year after we made that video, Stephen contacted me, saying he had some news. I just finished my daily exercises, and, um, I was doing my normal routine. I'd have my last cup of coffee for the morning and I had two cigarettes. Then I heard my mobile phone go off that there was a notification on there and then bang. I dropped my cigarette. My heart was racing. It was a Facebook notification for Community Swap and Sell page. Someone posted a list of items stolen from their home. It wasn't the post that made his heart race, though. It was the poster, Tracy Bilby. It had been 27 years since I heard Tracy's name. Tracy was the first girl I fell in love with. She was a girl that I thought I was going to marry, but because we were so young, it was just never going to work at that point of time. Stephen and Tracy first met when she was only four and he was six. They grew up playing together as kids. But when they became teenagers, their relationship took a secret romantic turn. I ended up jumping out of my bedroom window when my mum was asleep and jumping into Tracy's bedroom window when her parents were asleep. And that became on a regular thing. It was not getting caught that made it exciting. Tracy's parents didn't want Stephen anywhere near their daughter. Back then, he was a wild, rebellious teenager, a DJ with long hair, tight denim jeans, and a terrible reputation with girls. Please don't laugh, but my nickname was Horny. I should never have got that nickname, especially when a parent. Stephen and Tracy had this intense secret love affair that lasted about two years. But in the end, Stephen lived up to his nickname. Tracy was working at Hungry Jags. I was driving in my car to pick her up and she was talking to another girl. The other girl said, I've got a boyfriend named Stephen Lambert. He's a DJ. And Tracy goes, that's funny. I've got a boyfriend named Stephen Lambert too. 
And before they were about to kill each other, I drove past my car, seen them both out there, and so I just kept driving away because I knew I'd been busted. Was that the end of both of those relationships? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I felt really bad, but I was only young. But um, if she kept hanging around me, she would have got herself into a lot of trouble. So it was probably better we drifted apart. Their secret love affair ended. They grew up and out of each other's lives. Stephen actually tried to look Tracy up a few times over the years, but never found her. But here, out of the blue, nearly 30 years later, she was. Stephen wasted no time replying to her post. Tracy, is that you? Been looking for you for a long time. Please make contact. Within seconds, Stephen got a notification that Tracy responded. Please, Tracy Bilby, Steve. Do I know you? He heard it through his screen reader. Stephen, are you from Pisbury Street? Um, I can't believe this. What's your telephone? My phone kept going off. Stephen, you have a message from Tracy Bilby. <laughs> I was getting so excited knowing that, you know, my first love was coming back into my life. But she needed to know who she's or how, how I am today. Um, uh, that now my body's changed. I'm not the same person that I was 27 years ago. Everyone changes from their teenage self, but Stephen had more than most. Today, he's blind, uses a wheelchair, and can only move one arm freely. And so he wrote to her, check out this video, here's where I'm at in life. And then he sent her the video we made together nearly a year before. Got to line everything up in the exact position be able to get myself in and out of bed. It shows how he lives independently despite his challenges. Yeah, it's extremely difficult, but I have to do it. That's my independence. And then he waited for her response. After Stephen and Tracy broke off their secret love affair 27 years ago, Stephen spent several years partying hard, embracing his nickname, dating lots of women, DJing, traveling with bands, getting up the trouble every chance he got. But eventually he decided it was time for another chapter. I sort of said, Stephen, it's time to do the right thing. Settle down, pull your head in, stop breaking hearts, get rid of horny. <laughs> to be honest, I had a little black book and um, I was dating five different girls. And um, I actually chose one. Um, that I wanted to settle down with. Had my daughter decided that I was going to work harder and, you know, be the responsible father and take on my responsibilities and stand up to him, which I did. And then um, my journey of life, I thought I was going to just stay married and work until I was 65, and then my whole life was turned upside down. I wake up one morning and my arm felt numb and I thought, well, I just slept on it the wrong way. And um, then I thought, normally it would go right away in a couple of hours and I went all day and it was still there. That night I said to my wife, my arm's still numb and I can hardly move my fingers. Then the next day it was still there. Then I decided to see a doctor and the GP said, I think it's about time we send you to a neurologist. 
I didn't even know what a neurologist was back then. And in the waiting room, everybody was lined up there in wheelchairs. I was the only one walking. And I just looked at them, I said, that'll never be me. I, I, it never happened to me. How soon did it happen? Oh, within two years. Stephen was 33 when the neurologist sent him away for some scans. When he came back, she diagnosed him with multiple sclerosis. It's a condition of the central nervous system, and it affects people very differently, from mild to severe. But for Stephen, it would be the latter. There was little empathy from the neurologist. You know, we're in there for 10, 15 minutes, and then bang, your life had changed. Um, it was basically go home, read the book, contact the MS Society, and uh, do it. And um, I remember the neurologist said to me, your life's going to change forever now. And I said, well, not alone. I'll just go back to work. I was thinking, well, I can't get sick. You know, I've got too many responsibilities. I got a lot to offer in life, I can't get sick. I mean, I was young, you know, I, I was invincible. Getting sick wasn't even a thought in my mind. Stephen hid his symptoms and went back to work at Holden, where he worked in the paint shop. And he got away with it for a while, but soon he started losing his balance. A sneeze would drop him to the ground. And it just couldn't be ignored any longer. And so he told his bosses what was going on. They tried to be supportive, and he kept working for a while, trying not to let on how weak he was feeling. Then one day, it got so bad, he stepped into his office, shut the door, and rang his wife. And I said, look, can you bring up my boss and tell him I've got to be sent home? Um, I'm not feeling too well. And I mean, I could have told my boss myself, but I was too scared to, because I didn't want them to see that there was a problem with me working. And um, she rang up my boss and said, look, Stephen needs to go home now. He's on more medication and he's sicker. And... Um, he automatically sent me home and um, I never went back to work. Some of Carrie Shear's story, The Only Hole in My Life, produced by Tegan Nichols and Selena Shannon and featured on the All the Best podcast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.